Hi, everyone. I'm Matt Lachlan. Welcome to this week's edition of the RU Review, presented by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. Flying solo this week as Steve Titchener and John McAlevey not able to join us in the studio, but they'll be back next week as the Rutgers Scarlet Knights get ready to take on Illinois. This week, the challenge is the Liberty Flames. We'll talk about that a little later on with Eric Legrand, the former Rutgers standout and radio analyst. But first, you know the story about last week. Another game, another defeat. This time, 42-7 at the hands of the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Rutgers' record now falls to 1-6, 0-5 in the Big Ten, with their last best chance for a win coming this Saturday against Liberty. Game will be at home at noon, and it'll be televised on the Big Ten Network. And of course, it'll be broadcast on the Rutgers Radio Network. And on Saturday, we saw a little bit of the same old, same old. The offense could do little to nothing. The defense held for a while. Rutgers was down just 14 nothing at the half. But then the D broke, and that was that. Now, it's way too easy to pile on here. The Scarlet Knights are a mess. Morale is low. There's little depth. Injuries and players' decisions to sit out after the firing of head coach Chris Ash have led to this. Although, truthfully, it wasn't much better before Chris Ash left, more was asked to leave. But the fact of the matter is, there have been more issues since. Now, you can complain about the passing game. Johnny Langan went 9 for 19 against Minnesota for a mere 48 yards. He's more a running quarterback than a passing quarterback, and it shows. He averages less than 40 yards per game passing. Now, you would think that interim head coach Nunzio Campanile could come up with something, anything to create a passing game. But at this week's news conference, he acknowledged that his team practices more screen passes than anyone in the country. And he is as befuddled as anyone. While something as simple as a screen pass, which could get somebody out in the open, a little swing pass, get some blocking downfield, get somebody downfield for some positive yardage. But it hasn't worked. Why? Well, he spoke of good routes being run, but drop passes, good routes being run, but overthrown balls, good plans, but poor blocking on and on and on. He was asked about perhaps instituting the Wildcat uh, wildcat offense for a bit. Now, his response was telling. If you think the defensive box is filled now, he said, wait till you see when teams see or prepare for the Wildcat. Plus, the time to institute it probably doesn't result in enough success to do so. And then he mentioned the elephant in the room, depth at quarterback. After Langan comes freshman Cole Snyder and then a walk-on. So despite the pratfalls of the Scarlet offense, Campanile can't afford for Langan to get crushed running the Wildcat because Snyder and a walk-on is not good. Now, he did say that Uh, Cole Snyder would be getting some more reps at practice this week, and there would be a chance that he would get in to a game uh, in the near future. But it's got to be under the right circumstances, and probably this Saturday would be the best right circumstance. Because after that, it's on to Illinois, certainly not a power, but a better team than Liberty. And then you know what happens after that. There's a bye week and then a crushing schedule. And it's really not fair uh, to Snyder to put him in and expect much against Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State, or not Michigan, Michigan State or Penn State. So you understand what's at stake here. It's the kid's health. And there's also in the background, how many games can he play before uh, the redshirt season is not available to him? And they are committed to keeping him as a redshirt, giving him 
that other year of eligibility, not burning the year of eligibility here. So he'll probably see some action, but the circumstance has to be right. And you could argue the circumstances here. Why not just throw him to the wolves and let him see what he does against Liberty? But he hasn't had the reps. And so you're asking him to do the impossible. So it's a very, very tough situation, kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. So Campanile has to deal with what it is. And what it is is a Rutgers team that's banged up. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, morale is at an all-time low. Everyone's waiting to see who Pat Hobbs will first interview and then name as the head coach for next season as everyone wants to turn the page as quickly as possible on this year. Now, you can laugh about the scores. You can anguish about the downturn in attendance, and you can pick out anything you want to make fun of. But the truth is, it's not fair. It is what it is. And unless Rutgers gets a win this week, even if it does Liberty uh, beat Liberty this week, will that dramatically change the narrative of the season? You know the answer to that. So we can sit here and the media can sit there and the angry Rutgers fans can sit there and tear this team apart limb from limb from any angle you want to. But the fact, as I said, is it is what it is. Does that mean you don't want your team to do its best? Does that mean you go out? I mean, there's no draft pick, so you don't go out hoping they'll lose. So if you do decide to go out to SHI Stadium this Saturday, or if you follow any of the games from here on in, decide not to sell your tickets to uh, to the visiting team's fans to try to make up some money on what you laid out for a season ticket package. If you do decide to go to the games, if you do follow the games at all, what expectations are you going in with? Like, What are you looking for? You're looking for the big win. You have hope for that. But honestly, this team is just not that good. So what you hope for is that they get off the field healthy. You hope that they can at least give Liberty a game. Can you believe it? Liberty is a seven-point favorite. Liberty on the road, a seven-point favorite against Rutgers. So that tells you the story too, right? Um, even even those who make the odds and decide uh, which way the winds are blowing have acknowledged that Liberty comes in. Maybe not with, you know, maybe it's not so much that they have a, a chance to win, a better chance than Rutgers to win. Maybe it's just that so many people have soured on Rutgers. They've got to figure out some way to get some money to the other side. Otherwise, they don't take a beating. But the fact of the matter is, Rutgers will take on Liberty on Saturday. It's probably their last chance for victory. And then after that, it really is waiting to see who gets named as the head coach. A lot of names keep popping up. We've discussed a bunch of them here on the RU Review. And over the coming weeks, we'll talk some more about who might be on the list that Pat Hobbs is putting together to be the next head coach of the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Uh, Perhaps next week, we'll be talking about that and a victory because... There are holes in this Liberty Flames team. Yeah, they're five and two, and yeah, they're favorite, but they've got some issues as well. Last week, they gave up 44 points to Maine. Now, they scored 59, so they won, uh, but their defense uh, has some issues. Their offense definitely has some issues. They did change things a little bit uh, this Saturday or last Saturday against Maine. Uh, you Freeze is the head coach of Liberty. And if you remember him from his days at Ole Miss, uh, he likes to get his offense to the line quickly and go at what he calls warp speed. 
but because the defense has had some problems, particularly with injuries, he's elected up until Saturday to go with a more conventional look offensively. Uh, he just can't afford to have his team be three and out and let that defense get on the field. But as they've gotten a little healthier, he kind of went back to that last week albeit against a, a lesser foe in the main Black Bears. And it paid off with 59 points. But the defense, again, is a bit of an issue, allowing 44. So, it, it, yeah, Liberty's a better team than you might think, but there's nothing about this game that suggests that Rutgers can't win it, per se. I know I can hear everybody laughing there. What are you talking about, Matt? This is a club that, other than Massachusetts, has been clubbed uh, in its schedule. And, uh, you know, again, coming off a terrible loss at the hands of Minnesota. But I think Rutgers will show on Saturday. I don't know if they'll win. There are enough issues that makes me question my sanity in thinking that they even have a chance to win, but they probably have a shot against Liberty. At any rate, we'll uh, get the inside info on what's going on with Rutgers from Eric Legrand. He will be joining us in just a moment. This is the RU Review presented by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. We'll be back with Eric Legrand on the RU Review right after this. When seeking to find your path to enlightened writing, look to Zebra Pen for products that deliver on style, function, and value. Find Zen in your pen. Zebra Pen. Find us at your local retailer or online at zebrapen.com and follow us on social media. Welcome back, everyone, to the RU Review presented by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. This week, Rutgers takes on the Liberty Flames. The game is scheduled for a noon kickoff, just slightly afternoon at SHI Stadium in Piscataway. The game can be seen on the Big Ten Network, and of course, it'll be broadcast on the Rutgers Radio Network, where Chris Carlin, Ray Lucas, Anthony Fusilli, and our guest, Eric Legrand, will cover it all. Eric, thanks very much for giving us a few minutes of your time. Uh, Last week, we saw another bit of the uh, same old, same old against Minnesota. I certainly can empathize with you. Back in the day, I used to cover the then New Jersey Nets, and this was before Jason Kidd. This was back when Derek Coleman and Kenny Anderson were playing for the team, and Jason Williams, and gosh, until Chuck Daly got there, it was just a mess, and they lost a lot of games. And I know Bill Raftery and Ian Eagle or Spencer Ross prior to that, you know, we'd always look ahead to the next opponent. Hey, join us next uh, time when the Nets take on the Chicago Bulls because you'll see Michael Jordan. It it really was less about the Nets than it was about the next team. Man, it's got to be tough. You you know, for all you bleed, you know, Scarlet, it's got to be killing you. Oh, it's killing me. And, you know, I hear it from all different ways because everywhere I go, everyone's like, Eric, what's going on with Rutgers? What's going on with Rutgers? I'm just like... It is rough to talk. It's rough to talk about. We know we are in tough times, tough, tough times. It's probably the worst. The worst I've ever seen it. You know, we're watching because when I started really watching, it was the glory days for Rutgers. So, yeah, this is tough times, and we we got to stick it out. And uh, I truly, truly believe that there is good things ahead for this. I really do. Well, I think uh, you know, as they say, it's always darkest before the dawn, and certainly this is a dark period for Rutgers. Okay, so let's forget about last week. Forget about where that leaves them in the Big Ten. Let's just talk briefly 
about Liberty this weekend. Uh, I think not only is it the their last best chance at a victory, I, th- I smell a victory here. How can Liberty be a seven-point favorite? And if I'm Rutgers, I'm not too happy about that. And I'm talking about that. That's bulletin board material for me all week long. Your thoughts? Absolutely. You know, the coaches, they're going to try to keep the players away from, you know, the, the betting spread and all that. But you know they're up in those offices talking about Liberty seven-point favorite against us. That has to be some type of disrespect that they have to take where, you know what? We are still a Big Ten team. We have to go out there before we get these guys ready to go out there to play today. And there can't just be no lack of focus because you have to get this win. I know we were 1-11 last year. Get one more than last year. You have to. Yeah, I mean, you find motivation wherever you can at this point. There's no question about it. You've been around this team an awful lot. Um, what What's the mindset? What, what are the players talking about? What What's the sense you get? If I'm a player right now, honestly, I'm focusing on getting myself better and having fun with the guys that I'm going to battle with week, week in and week out. You know, this, this is a rough time, but this is where the true leadership of the team can take over. Who's going to lead these guys? Who's going to show by example by still showing up to the weight room, still going to class, and then on, on in practice and on game day, who's going to take that step? They have some guys that can do it, like a guy like Tyshawn Fogg. I've been talking about him all year long. He has to take that role and, role and guide these guys because a lot of them can be lost, especially some of them freshmen. The freshmen are probably like, what in the world is going on? This is my first time in college, and this is happening? So... <laughs> Tyshawn got to do the job, I believe. He can step up and lead those guys because they are going through some tough times, but you need that leadership because it's the most important to have a leader when you're down. Well, the defense has been the one area, well, special teams too, but really defense has been the one area that you could look at and say, hey, they've been doing their job. Now, it's not the best defense in the Big Ten, but that's because they're on the field all the time. I think it's a unit that you can find some leadership there. Let's slow down this Liberty offense, which put up 59 against Maine last week, but that's Maine with all due respect. Uh, but they're going to come out. They started to play a little bit of that fast-paced offense, uh, which you Freeze is known for at Ole, was known for at Ole Miss and uh, has used uh, during his time at Liberty. Although, uh, from what I read, didn't use it earlier in the year because he felt his defense was banked up, so he didn't want them on the field too long, you know, with three and outs and what have you. How do you defend that, what he calls warp speed offense? What's the key there defensively? <laughs> And then there's two things. One, you want to try to get forced into three outs because that messes them up and takes them out of rhythm. But the biggest part, create negative plays. It ruins the their whole operation on offense. When they get, instead of lining up in a second and seven, six or five, they're lining up in a second and 12, 13 or 14. It messes up exactly what they want to do on the offensive side. And it takes them out of rhythm. And that's how you get off the field. The defense has to find a way to get off that field because they that, that's they wear down as we've been able to see over these games. It, it's unfortunate the offense is not out there that long. They did have one long drive last week to give them a, re- a break, but the defense has to force negative plays, more and more negative plays, whether that's blitzing and leaving your guys sometime on islands to do it. I think this is the type of week where you're playing a Liberty team where you definitely have the talent to, to match up with those guys so you can take those chances in order to you know try to, to get to, to get the offense out of rhythm 
Yeah, and you know what? Put some points on the board as well. You've told us often on this show, uh, back when you were playing for Rutgers, there were times when Greg Shiano mm-hmm. would come and say, it's on you guys. You mm-hmm. guys need to get us mm-hmm. some points. So Nunzio Campanile might have to go, and Andy Boo, the defensive coordinator, may have to go to the fellas and say, hey, look, we know what the situation <laughs> is. Let's go. Pick six, fumble recovery. As you said, Eric, <laughs> disruptive force. You may have to outscore Liberty this week. I don't know if that's possible, but that might be the mindset. <laughs> well, yeah, on the defensive side, we used to drill and practice on how to take away the ball. Second man in strip, C-T-O-T-T-Y, catch the ones that they throw to you. Coming and punching it out from the back, punching it out from the side. We used to drill these every single day, man. I'll tell you, it is. It was, it was just, it was like clockwork. We used to do it all the time. And when you get in the game situations, it becomes natural to you. And I'm hoping the Scarlet Knights are trying to put an emphasis on the defense on taking the ball away because when you create t- turnovers, it changes the entire momentum of a football game. And it even gives the offense a little bit of a boost when they know they have a short field, they get the ball in the opponent's territory. That's huge for them. And some momentum on their side, they finally need it. Let's hope that it happens on Saturday against Liberty. Uh, Nunzio had his press conference earlier in this week. We should let everyone know we're recording this on Wednesday, so we don't know what the practice results are. But he indicated a couple of things I want you to touch upon. Reggie Sutton and Raekwon O'Neal are closer to coming back than they've been. Do you think we see them on the field Saturday? I don't know if we'll see them Saturday. I'll find out about that a little bit more tonight, but you need those two guys out there, especially Raekwon O'Neal. So that's holding on the left tackle position because Lonsdorf, I'm not going to lie, he, he just... He's just not getting the job done. He's look, he's looking lost out there. Raekwon O'Neal can get back out there, secure down that left side. And Reggie Sutton, a guy who's been coming along a lot. I mean, the coaches were talking him up a little bit earlier in the year, how he's coming along. and going to be an integral part of that offensive line. So if you can get those two guys back, I think that brings a lot of pressure off of Johnny Lang and have to worry about getting smacked on the backside. Yeah, well, listen, he's been under pressure, Understand, understood he's not getting the job done as well, but – you know, you can. And Nuncio talked about that. He said, you know, we we practice screenplays more than any team in the country because, listen, Johnny's not going to get the ball downfield on rare occasion. That's not mm-hmm. his strength. He's more of a running type of a quarterback. And Steve has asked the question many times on the show. Well, something, a little swing pass. You've addressed it. Others have addressed it. And Nuncio finally said, hey, guys, we practice it. But there's always a breakdown. Good route, dropped pass, good mm-hmm. route. Bad, uh, you know, line play, and then it breaks up the play, uh, an overthrown pass, things like that. So, uh, you know, we understand uh, that uh, the offense will be better if they can get those two guys back that should settle things down a little bit, whether it's Saturday or in the near future after that remains to be seen. Not a lot of depth there. Banged up players, first liners, not a good situation. At quarterback, uh, the talk is that uh, Cole Snyder is going to get more reps and that he may see a little action. They're not going to burn that red shirt season. Could we see him a little bit on Saturday? How much work does a freshman quarterback need? How many reps, except under an emergency situation, does he need where a coach could feel comfortable? We're not throwing him to the wolves. I would like to draw him out to, you know, you see how the first two or three drives go to Johnny, see if you can put some points up on that board and, Depending on how the game, if Johnny's really into the game, then you leave him out. But if not, you throw him out there and see what he can do. And once you throw him out there, you can go back and forth with the quarterbacks a little bit. And in this type of situation, I really you wouldn't say juggle it, go back and forth. But in this type of situation, when you're on your third or fourth string quarterback, 
I think you can juggle it a little bit, especially with a freshman that's coming in there who's never had any game experience. Throwing him out there, let him get, you know, see how he does. I don't think that should, you know, deter Johnny's, uh, you know, confidence too much. You just want to see what you got with Cole Snyder. And um, for honestly, when it comes to this offense, I noticed last game. Did you see the short intermediate routes that we started running at the end of the game? Those five to seven yard hitches and comebacks that we had that drive where they scored. I want to see that early. I know it was against the second team of Minnesota, but I want to see that early. Those five to seven yard hitch routes, then the screenplay. I feel like we were trying to take a lot of shots down the field, and we, like we said, Johnny Lingen just doesn't have that arm down the field. Bell Mounds outrunning him every time. Yeah, no, uh, you saw some changes, and and listen, people don't understand. You had one coach who had his game plan. There are adjustments that are made, but you can't get away from what you are and who you are. So even though there's a new head coach, to expect him to just throw out the old, bring in the new, there's not enough time to practice. You've got to kind of just massage what you have, but you've got to recognize what you have. And to your point, those kind of routes are more Johnny Langan type of routes and not Art Sitkowski. And we know that he's not coming back in the near future at any rate. How do you see things turning out this Saturday? Honestly, I think this guy is going to pull up, pull out a win. I think they'll surprise people. I think they'll take the disrespect that they're getting because right now, I'm not going to lie, we are laughing stock. And I think that they're going to take that on their back and say, you know what? We are better than Liberty. Let's go out there and show it. Let's keep on coming out to practice, learning the details, learning the game plan, and go execute out there. And the best part about it, run around freely and have fun. Because I can't tell you the last time, you know, these guys actually had fun walking away. Like, they have fun on certain plays and certain possessions. But having a whole game of fun by doing your job and creating havoc on defense and putting up points on offense. Yeah, I want to see that on Saturday. I really, really hope that that can happen because I'm a bet on that because they, they're just a disrespect. It only, you can only take so much, you know what I mean? You can only <laughs> so much. No question about it. Well, and winning is is wonderful. It's why you play the game. So uh, the fellas certainly need that kind of lift. The program does. It's not going to change. You play to win the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. And we know this. We do know that even though a win may not change ultimately what this season is all about, we understand that you do play to win the game. So uh, it would be good to see a couple of things and we'll let you go. First off, tell us about what you got coming up on Monday night, uh, a night with Eric Legrand. Yeah. And even Eric Legrand is going into its seventh year, which was started by Ron Grudy Jr. and Jason Newcomb with their new roads financial uh, company. And it was just an event to have, you know, people come out. We have a great auction items, a little cocktail hour and um, a live auction. It was just, it started to raise money one time and, it turned out to be such a success that we're going on year seven and year in, year out, you know, the Rutgers community comes out, the, the firm, who their, some of their clients are. We have an all-around good time. I go up there and I get to share the stage now. I always try to bring somebody else who's in a similar situation as me. So people can see it's not just me that's in this wheelchair. There's five, four, six million people that are dealing with some sort of paralysis. Let's give them the motivation to get them, help us, you know, be able to live our dreams of walking again. So... I love to be able to share the stage with some of my friends that I've met in this part of the Jacob World community. Well, it's a magnificent endeavor on your part and uh, another exciting night uh, raising money for a terrific cause. Did I also not see you? You know how it is when you go online 
Like if, if you've mentioned somebody's name or like you looked at something, you know, maybe something to buy, it pops up on an ad because yeah. they know what we're doing. Did I not see a, a pop-up ad with you? Was it progressive talking about giving? <laughs> Did I not no, see? Exactly. It was Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock. That's it. Plymouth Rock. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah so I'm doing stuff with Plymouth Rock Insurance now. They actually, um, they are, if you go call the, the number that, that's on the, on the post they will send you a free role models t-shirt if you get a free quote from them, which is pretty awesome. I'm going to be doing some speaking engagements in the high schools throughout New Jersey with Plymouth Rock, Plymouth Rock as well, trying to get some the teachers on the teacher's insurance plan. So I'm very happy to be working with them and you'll see my mug on some insurance stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> that big smile and face of yours. Hey, and last mm-hmm. thing, and we will let you go on this note. We appreciate your time. You've got a very busy Wednesday. Are you really not going to watch any of the World Series, man? I mean, after the Yankees, is that? Are you done? I was so hurt. I see my Broncos got blown out on Thursday. Rutgers got blown out on Saturday. The Yankees blowing in that fashion. The one that they did after tying the game and then losing. I was completely done with sports on Saturday. <laughs> I said I need a new hobby. I'd rather watch a soap opera show than watch all this. <laughs> I was so disappointed, but now nah, I did. I'm not going to lie. I did watch the game last night a little bit until I put on another show. I watched the first six innings, and, and all I can sit there and think about is, damn, what could have been? This should be in the Bronx right now. You should be in the, I should be at this game right now in the Bronx. <laughs> well, listen, sports does keep pulling you back. Isn't that the beauty of it? You get pushed away, but you keep coming back because it's so wonderful. I, I you know, but uh, no, I understand. As a Mets fan, I can only feel so much sympathy. Uh, oh, but you know what? Yeah. Come on. It's been a tough year for the Metropolitans. A couple of <laughs> tough couple of years. Uh, yeah, in there's a row. not much. There's not much good sports and sporting teams right now that are Man. winning. I believe NYFC had a good year though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because really, right? But I mean, the Yankees had a great year, but stumbled uh, for the ultimate goal. We know about the Mets. The Yankees is World Series a bust now. That's how it is. Yeah, like, it is. If you don't win a World Series, it's not like oh yeah, great year coming now. You got to win now. It's three. Three years in a row in the ALCS. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not even going to mention Jets or Giants or, you know, <laughs> it, oh, man. Let me. Hey, basketball season's here. We got some football and basketball still. Let's see what happens, and then uh, then let's see what the Nets or the uh, the Knicks can do in this area. It's been a tough run, that's for sure, man. That's for sure, but yeah, like I said, it keeps on drawing us back. I love sports, even though I hate them at the same time. I hear you, my friend. I hear you. All right, Eric, thank you so very much for your time. Have some fun this Saturday in the Rutgers Radio Network booth uh, with the fellas, Chris Carlin, Ray Lucas, and down on the field, Anthony Fusilli, and we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Let's get a W. All right. Eric LeGrand joining us on the RU Review presented by Zebra Pen. We'll take a short time out. We'll come back with some closing thoughts after this. When seeking to find your path to enlightened writing, look to ZebraPen for products that deliver on style, function, and value. Find Zen in your pen. ZebraPen. Find us at your local retailer or online at ZebraPen.com. And follow us on social media. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Matt Lachlan. We'll wrap things up on the RU Review presented by ZebraPen. Find Zen in your pen. As we thank Eric LeGrand for joining us again this week. Steve Titchener and John McAlevey will be along next week as Rutgers will be coming off Saturday's performance against the Liberty Flames. I'm going to go out on a bit of a limb, and I will say Rutgers will pick up its second win of the season. 
quite frankly, if not now, when, as you look at the schedule ahead, it's daunting indeed, including the big matchups against Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan State. And that doesn't discount Illinois, which is coming off a terrific victory against Wisconsin, come from behind, upset of the Badgers. And so you can't look past Illinois, although they're not a very tough team at all. So the fact of the matter is, this is it. And I'm sure that's what Nunzio Campidilli is going to tell his fellas. Listen, boys, we're playing at home. Everyone has written us off. We know there's been problems. We are seven-point underdogs to Liberty. A team, by the way, that will play a team twice this season as they look as an independent to fill out their schedule. They're playing New Mexico State twice. They played them earlier this year. They'll play them a little later on in the season. And that's an oddity that I can't remember other than in a bowl rematch that we've seen in college football, certainly not in the regular season, although somebody out there will probably pick up on it and find a time when it occurred not too uh, long in the distant past. But it is a bit of an oddity. It's liberty. I'll say it again. It's Liberty. If you can't get up for this game as a Rutgers player, understanding that this really is your last best chance at a victory, not that you'll mail it in down the stretch with the remaining four games after this one, but if you can't get fired up for this opportunity at home, if you allow Liberty to come in and walk all over you, well, that says a lot about you as an individual. And I think the collective push forward will be there. Will it be pretty? Probably not. Will it take, unfortunately, a bit of a yeoman's effort on the part of Rutgers, given where they are, what their personnel is, the injuries that they've suffered? Yeah, probably. But if there's any pride, if there is any sense of internal fortitude on this Rutgers team, and I can understand why it's been dented, why it's been kicked, why it's been tossed to the bottom of the ocean at this point, but if there's any of that left, it'll show on Saturday. We'll see. Either way, we'll be back here next week as we will discuss that game, look ahead to Illinois, and we'll also talk about whoever else has popped up on the Rutgers radar in terms of the next head coach. For now, thanks for listening. So long. So long.